right. All right, everybody. So welcome back to Off the Shelf Underground. My name is Lo. I'm Marcus. And we have a very special guest here today. All right. I ran into her up in San Antonio. We'll get into all that stuff. But I'm very, very pleased to introduce everyone to Miss Kimberly London. How you doing, Miss London? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? We're good, Miss Kimberly. Yeah, we're doing lovely. We're doing lovely. Thank you for joining us. So... How I met Miss London, we were, uh, I had to go up to San Antonio for one of my jobs. I had to go up there and we crossed paths. And as soon as I met her, her energy, her heart, everything just blew me away. You know, she kind of reminded me of my mom, God rest her soul. My mom passed like eight years ago. Okay. We're about the same age, so I'm not calling you my mom. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, the energy that you had and the way that you carry yourself, you know, being a strong black woman like my mom was, I automatically gravitated to you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, I, and that's why I started calling mm-hmm. you my sis. I didn't ask for permission to call her my sis, right. but I did it anyway. You know what I mean? He sure did. Yes, he sure ma'am. Did. And yep. it, it was reciprocated because, you know, you sometimes you meet people in life, you'd be like, hey, I know you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you just feel it in your soul. Other, we had a kindred spirit. Mm-hmm. So, yes, you're my brother and uh, I'm your sister. And, you know, that um, those familiarities are, are, are good. And, you know, some of the things that I want to talk about is how I got to that. How did okay. I get this good spirit and the energy that I have? It wasn't always there. Oh, so wow. Okay. That's uh, what I like to talk about um, on this episode today on how to reinvent yourself. Okay. And I'm in, I'm in my 50s. I just had a birthday. Yes, happy belated birthday. Happy belated. Thank oh, you. Oh, 57 and beautiful. You how, did you, how, did you cele- you. how did you celebrate? Thank you. But I still feel 29. I know, I that's right. How did you celebrate your birthday? You as old as you feel, right? Yes, ma'am. How did you celebrate your birthday? Well, I actually, for the first time in probably over 40 years, worked on my birthday. And I oh. never work on my birthday. My okay. birthday, I treat my birthday like a national holiday. Right, right. But, um, it, you know, this year, it, it just turned out that I wasn't able to get it off. So that was fine. Okay. So I worked for the most of the day. And then my um, my daughter and my grandchildren made dinner for me. So oh, we had lasagna awesome. and salad. And they did a cake and mm-hmm. balloons and, mm-hmm. you know, all of that good stuff. That's so really it was quiet. Nice. And mm-hmm. I celebrate the whole month. So, um, <laughs> so I went out with friends last night, and I'm going to my brother's tonight. So okay. the the uh, party c- continues. Uh, so the whole month I'll celebrate. We'll have fun. That's awesome. So um, I know Thank I met you. you in San Antonio, but you're originally from where? Buffalo, New York, the rough buff. Yes, ma'am. So what made you come to, to uh, Texas, San Antonio? Warm weather. Warm weather. <laughs> right. I'm the same warm way. Weather. It's, uh, it's too warm now, Texas. though. Yeah, my brother was stationed here um, in, uh, he was, he's retired military, and I knew I wanted to leave Buffalo. I didn't want to, I didn't want to retire there. Right. I, I wanted to leave, and an opportunity had presented itself. I came down to visit him, and I was actually planning on moving to North Carolina, mm-hmm. and uh, my brother says, well, why don't you, why don't you move here? And it was just him and his wife and children at that time, so... He said, let's put out a resume. Let's put out a few resumes and let's see, you know, see what happens. Well, lo and behold, I got a job, job several job offers before I left. Oh, wow. So um, I made the decision. I, I went back to Buffalo and I told my husband, um, God rest his soul, because he is uh, passed on now. But and what is his I name, him, ma'am? I said, we're moving. <laughs> and what is his name? Because I knew you was going to do that. But that was something that we had talked about. We knew we wanted to move. Our children were uh, younger at that time. Mm-hmm. And so it was just a, a good opportunity. And so, you know, the saying, you know, strike while the, you know, the iron is hot, right. while the fire is hot, strike. You know, so you take those opportunities when they present themselves, because if I hadn't have left then, I probably never would have left. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. or, you know, uh, so I made the, the decision. I didn't tell anybody that uh, I was leaving except the job I was working for, and I was a, a fraud investigator at a bank. Oh, okay. And um, I gave them a month's notice that I was going to be relocating. I, um, I I didn't tell my mom mm-hmm. because I knew my mom. Mm-hmm. I know how she is, and mm-hmm. I didn't want to be talked out of it. Right, yeah. and right. she would have. I knew she would have right. dissed me into staying. And so, therefore, I kept it quiet and mm-hmm. didn't, tell, didn't share it with the with her until maybe a couple of days before I was leaving. So, uh, that was my, that was my first move. So I'd been, I've been in Buffalo 
for 30, 36 years. I was 36 when I moved here. Right. And uh, I moved in 99. So mm -hmm. I've been here since uh, 1999. Mm -hmm. And it was one of the best decisions that I could have done. Wow. And what is your husband's name? My husband's name was Moses. Moses London. Can you say it again for and, me? Uh, Moses London. Can you say it one more time for me? Moses London. Thank you very much. But go ahead, Mom. Uh-huh. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, so we uh, we were married for quite a long time, and he um, he got ill in 03, and then he transitioned in 08. Okay. So um, I've been widowed since 2008. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, so since we're here now and, and, we've, and we've gone through that, let's go ahead and get into what you want to talk about. All right. So what I want to talk about is what I, I see a lot of women uh, face, especially women of color, African-American women or black women. You know, I don't know what's politically correct anymore <laughs> right now, but I, you know, <laughs> so I'm sure other ethnicities can identify with what I'll talk about. But for the most part, you know, when we hit certain milestones in our lives or certain ages in our lives, things start happening, you know? So right now I'm smack dead in menopause. What does that mean? I have hot flashes, mood swings, uh, all of that stuff that mm -hmm. can that can affect women um, and, and how we deal with things. Mm -hmm. So what I have learned to do, and this has been a progression. This did not start in menopause actually in my uh, 30s. I oh, didn't wow. start in my 50s. I started in my 30s, but there's no time frame on how long it can actually last. So some doctors say, oh, well, you can only have it for a year or you may not experience. But based on my family history, my family history has, uh, my on my mother's side, they've all entered menopause early. So of course it was natural that I got it. And actually one of my daughters uh, started menopause in, uh, at 27 and oh, she's wow. 35 now. Okay. So um, I had to learn how to deal with these these issues that were going on in my in my body, uh, in my mind, and you know sometimes the hot flashes would come. And if you guys are married and y'all keep living, if your wife go through it, you're gonna understand what I'm saying. <laughs> sometimes I would get so hot, I was so mad. I'm like, you know, if anybody touched me, I'll kill them. Right. That's how I felt, you right. know. So. Um, anyway, what I've, what I've learned to do is reinvent myself. So um, I just to give you a little background of where I come from, I've always done customer service. I've been in customer service for over 40 years. And um, my first, what I would consider a major job was with a bank. And uh, again, I was a fraud investigator. And had I not left Buffalo, I probably would have retired from there. But when I moved to San Antonio, I uh, came, uh, got into travel. I was, a, I'm a travel agent, so oh, I've done wow. travel for over 20 years. And then um, I've always done my nails. Mm -hmm. okay. um, and uh, part of part of my journey was, it's so I'm okay doing my nails. I never wanted to do anybody else's nails because then that became work. And work, I already had a job. Right. I didn't need another job. And and but deep down internally. I was afraid. Okay. I was afraid okay. to succeed, but I was also afraid to fail. Right. So it kept me right in a limbo mm -hmm. type of situation mm -hmm. until I had to have the courage to say, you know what? Why don't you go back to school? And why don't you why don't you do nails? Mm -hmm. And so um, that's what I did. So mm -hmm. in 2018, I found the courage. Um, at 53 mm -hmm. to go back to school mm -hmm. and be amongst um, other students that were old enough to be my children mm -hmm. and Grand. some of my grandchildren. <laughs> right, right. And um, it was very intimidating. Mm -hmm. However, I had to pour into myself. I right. had Humble. to say, okay, right. some stuff you just got to do afraid. Right. And then I did it. I was the top of my class. Um, I remember having a bully in my class. Mm -hmm. and um, But bully who? <laughs> so, now mind you, I've been out of school over 30 years, right. so it's a whole different ball game. Right. Yeah. And uh, so I finished that, and one of the instructors that, that was at the school, she said, you need to go, you need to be an instructor. And mm -hmm. I said, you think so? And she said, yes. Yeah. She said, you would do great. She said, I know you would. And I said, okay. Well, 
Um, I, after I finished uh, manicuring school, uh, I got my license. I was all of that took place, mm-hmm. and you know, in a matter of six months. And then I immediately went right back to school, mm-hmm. and um, I went for uh, instructors. Okay, and that's where our paths crossed. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I went to state board and. I aced the state's bo- state board. I got of course, 100 on of my state board. Mm-hmm. And that was just me believing in myself, believing in my abilities and what I could do. Mm-hmm. And so I I reinvented myself. Right. I, I got out of, of doing travel for four years and I went to uh, teach and I, I did so very successfully. Every student that I have has gone to state board and has passed so right. I have a hundred percent success rate wow. so I'm very proud of myself that's awesome and I'm very proud of my students for mm-hmm. that but more importantly I had to learn how to be proud of me right and it was wow. okay it was okay to say you know what good job right you, you did right. that because I put right. the work in mm-hmm. and it, it's showing you know mm-hmm. there's um a, a proverb that says that you know a tree by the fruit it bears right and um in order for that tree to reap good fruit it has to have some work you have to first bury the seed right. you gotta water it you, you gotta tend it, it. Yeah. Yeah. and we have to do that thing in our lives and that's what i find that a lot of african-american women and again it's not just limited to african-american women it could be women in general that they struggle right okay? right they struggle and they don't know what to or how to get out of a rut or mm. they don't even know what their purpose is right. and i can say that because i did not know what my purpose was mm. in this life mm. and over the past since my husband's death i would say in uh 2008 it, it took me on a on a spiral path first yeah. i had to learn how to live without him right um right. You know, then I had to learn, okay, uh, we still had a daughter at home when he passed away. Mm-hmm. So I was no good for her. I was mm-hmm. no good for me. Right. And I had to find ways to say, okay, I'm the only parent my children have right now. So I need to I need to make sure that I, one, stay healthy, mm-hmm. not only for them, but for myself. And mentally, so too, as to well. make sure that I'm... I'm mentally and physically capable. Mm, right. I'm sorry, were you going to say something? That's exactly what I said, mentally as well. Oh, yeah, definitely mm-hmm. mentally because it, you know, it, it took me, uh, you know, to be honest with you, I'm still dealing with his, right. with his death. Right. Yeah, you know, it's course. not a day, that's not something that you turn off yes. or, you know, and, and, and my mother, um, she put it to me this way. She said, we got, she said, you'll never get over it. You just learn how to live with it. Yes. And that was a true statement because mm-hmm. I, you never get over that. And so I had to learn how to live without mm-hmm. him. And uh, with that being said, I, uh, I did my very first marathon at the age of 42 wow. in San Antonio, the rock and roll inaugural uh, marathon. I did that. Congratulations. 26.2 miles. Wow. I did it. Oof. And that's, it's in the book. So I'll never do another 26, but I will do 13. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> and I want to ask so you about that. Things, but the, you know, the, the, the long and short is that we have to nurture ourselves. Of course. Okay. Sometimes we don't get to that until we are in our fifties, especially maybe some women that have children later in life or they're, they're de- dedicated to their families. But, but what happens when your children are grown and gone yes. and then you're looking around, okay, now what am I going to do? Or mm-hmm. how do I do it? And so, most people don't know how, well, it starts with me. You know, I had to start with what was I really afraid of? So again, I was more afraid I was afraid of succeeding and I was also afraid of fail of yeah. failing. So I just said, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do what I want to do and I'm going to live my life. Mm-hmm. And because I, because I did that and I went through that process, I, I had to start um, healing from the inside out. And that healing had to go back to things that happened in my childhood, yeah. oh, um, okay. childhood injuries that took place <clears throat> that as a child, you don't know how to handle it because you're a child. Right. One of the most traumatic things I experienced was the loss of my grandmother mm-hmm. at the age of 11. Mm-hmm. So I had to deal with her death. Nobody talked to us about that. We right. You know, right. everybody was grieving. Right. But, no, but when you think about it, nobody really talks to that child. There was no grief, uh, grief uh, children grief centers back in the no. 70s no. No. or the 60s. I was mm-hmm. born and raised in the 60s. Mm-hmm. You know, there was no, no grief there. So mm-hmm. nobody dealt with how how I felt mm-hmm. losing her mm-hmm. at such a young age and she was such an impact. So mm-hmm. I had to deal with that. 
and that led me to hiking. I like to hike. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. um, so I would, I go up, and matter of fact, I did five and a half miles this morning. I go up in the mountain, I go in one way, and I come out another way. And I go in with an expectation. Mm-hmm. I go with an expectation to lay down my week, to get the week's work off of me, and to free myself, and to be rejuvenated, and to come back so my spirit, so wherever I need to be, whoever I need to pour into, Whoever needs my smile, whoever needs my hug, that it's available. But it takes work on yourself to do that. And you have to be willing to look at yourself and say, you know what? You're worthy. You're worth it. I am worth every bit of what I invest in myself. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And I want to ask Mm -hmm. you, um, Mm -hmm. I saw that you're also giving back to to your community, basically. But um, St. Jude's, tell me about what you're doing for St. Jude's. All right, so for St. Jude's, I'm doing the 25 sit-up challenge. So I've been doing uh, 25 sit-ups a day for the entire month of September to uh, bring awareness to childhood cancers. And it's not that I know anybody that has suffered it. I just was laid on my heart. It's in your spirit. So I have met my goal. I've met my financial goal, which was $200. I met that, and I do my 25 sit-ups every day. So... How does that benefit me? It's helping me get in shape. Right. You know, I'm working on that six pack. So right. <laughs> next month I'll do the push ups. But mm-hmm. um, I like challenges. And because I like challenges, and this this helps me. It helps me keep keeps me active. It keeps me motivated. It keeps me healthy. Plus, it's for a worthy cause. Right. I don't have to have a family member or a friend that comes down with cancer in order to help. Right. Um, I, I, I don't have to do that. So I wanted to do that for myself and for the community. And it's a worthy cause. Yes, ma'am, it is. Yes, ma'am, it is. So mm-hmm. but not only are you doing that, you're working out and everything. I'm, I'm 51. I work out. Yeah. Yes, I do. I mm-hmm. hike. I work out because I want to. Mm-hmm. I like to. It mm-hmm. feels good on me. Um, I've, I've lost, uh, since December, I've lost 62 pounds. Oh, congratulations. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, 62 pounds because I'm worth it. I don't want to have a bad heart. I don't want to huff and puff to go up the stairs. I want to see my grandchildren's children. Right, yeah. right. So I have to do my part. Mm-hmm. I, I have to, I'm responsible. Mm-hmm. I'm responsible for me. I'm responsible for my happiness. I, I don't hold anybody else accountable for that. I That's me. Right. You know, so... And I've talked to people, oh, well, they don't make me happy. Well, guess what? They're not responsible to make you happy. That's my job. <laughs> right, okay. right. You can add to me. Mm-hmm. You can add to me. But but my happiness, that's my responsibility. Right. I agree. So, right. And I take that responsibility very, I command it. I don't demand. There's a difference between demanding and commanding. Right. Um, I'm commander of me. Mm-hmm. I don't demand anything, but I command mm-hmm. that I take care of me. That I put me first. There's nothing selfish about self-care. No. I put, put me first. Even on the plane, if you fly, they tell first thing they tell you: if the oxygen oxygen mask fall, what to do? Put it on yourself first. Yes. And then you help someone else. <laughs> yeah. Okay? I'm gonna get so, at you in a minute. <laughs> I have to. I have to heal myself first before I can help anybody right. else here. Exactly. Do I know Carson? I'm just listening. I, I, I want to hear your story, and it's 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 really really good so far. Well, thank you very much. I have a lot of wisdom. I always have. And uh, I, I, you know, I, I've invested in myself. I've invested in myself both spiritually. Like I said, I work from the inside. We have to start from the inside. Yeah. And I remember one of the things that I had to do is I had to write, I had to write a letter to myself and, and tell myself that it's okay. Yeah, I had to write. I had to write a letter to that 11-year-old little girl mm-hmm. that was hurting. Mm-hmm. Hurting, mm-hmm. hurt people, hurt people. Yes, they and do. And I was hurting mm-hmm. because I was grieving. I was grieving yeah. the loss mm-hmm. of my grandmother, and I had to acknowledge that. You know, and that may not be someone else's story, but most of our hurts that we have, they take place in childhood where they we do. don't know yeah. how to handle. They're doing, and, and I'm gonna don't. say yes, and I'm gonna say something about that because a lot of people that I know, including myself. You know, in child, my childhood was rough. You know what I mean? And I had to go back mm-hmm. and let it go. You know what yes. I mean? Look back and like, hey, it happened. You know, you're still here. Reinvent yourself, like you said, and just let yes. it go. Because like you said, we didn't have people to, you know, talk to us about our traumas or this or this happening. We didn't have all that stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So us being this age, like you said, I mean, sometimes, I mean, not sometimes, you have to let that stuff go, but you carry that baggage for a long, long time. 
a long time. And it's so liberating when you can let it go. Yes, you let it that is. baggage go. Yes. And and I and and again, a lot of stuff I found out again later in life. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm grateful for the journey. Mm-hmm. But once I, you know, realize like people's opinions of me don't matter. Right. Yeah. I could care less. Right. <laughs> Last time I checked my bank account, it didn't hinge on whether you like me. Exactly. Or not. It didn't. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You don't. You know. So as soon as you, uh, you know, you. Uh, and and again, going back to commanding and demand and and uh, demanding, I treat people how I want to be treated, right. exactly. and I treat myself well. Right. So because I treat myself well, I treat others well. Mm-hmm. So I can command that type of respect. Right. Exactly. I can from wherever right. I go. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter because I'm going to treat you the way I want to be treated. Mm-hmm. Now, if you cross the line, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. If I have to, I will. Yeah. But, you know, fortunately in my life, I haven't had to. Right. Um, but so much is, you know, there's a lot of self-help and, you know, there's tons of things out there that you can do for yourself. But I keep it very simple. Like I said, when I go hiking, it's me and God right. and nature. Right. And I go up there and I let it all out. I cry. I've cried. I've prayed. I've laughed. I've rejoiced. Everything I needed to release from that week, I got it off me right. so that I can start fresh and so that I can pour into others that come around me. I meet people all the time. Right. I've never met a stranger. Right. People come. The late last night, I was at Luna having a uh, enjoying live music for my birthday, and the lady, she, she, the singer, she was like. I know I don't know you. She said, but I love you and I know I'm you. I told you. I, said, I told you. It's a good I energy. told you. I told you. It's the energy. When you when people meet you, I, I'm going to say I have that kind of energy too. But when people uh-huh. meet you, I mean, like automatically, mm-hmm. they get it as soon as they meet you. And that's yeah, what draw yeah. me to you as yeah. soon as I met you. I was like, wow, man, she's, I don't even know her, but she's and I awesome. I hide it. I, I still try to hide it every now and but then. But why? It's like, you know, why? Hiding, you put in a lamp, a uh, 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 I cover it. You know, if I go places, sometimes, a lot of times, I don't like to sit in the front. I'll sit in the back or I'm very incognito. Yeah, but you can't hide from that. You can't hide it. You you could have people, some, uh, I'm really, really leery because I'm highly sensitive and in tune to my energy. Mm -hmm. So I'm really Mm. leery about people touching me because I can feel their energy. Yes. And... You know, sometimes it's not it's not so good. Right. And then I, I have that on me and then or I see their pain or mm-hmm. their trouble and mm-hmm. you know, it affects me. Right. Yeah. And uh, you know, and uh, oh, maybe she that's, that's her energy. Damn. You're gonna have to spice it. Give me a second. All right. I'm gonna should I just hit hit um, Go back into it and see if she's still on there. Can you read my chicken scratch? Yes, join. Can you hear me? Can you guys hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? Okay. 
Yeah, I only had 30 minutes free. So <laughs> okay. Started over again. That's all right. We can spice it together. We can spice it together. Okay. All right. So let's go okay. back. So what, what what I was gonna say is um why do you try to hide your energy? Because your spirit is so good. Why do you try to hide it? Why why would you have have something I, that God gave you? I, I, yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I was again. I told you I was afraid of of failure and success. Mm -hmm. And I've had I've had too many people speaking to me and tell me, "Oh, you're going to be great. You're going to be this." And it, it frightened me. I was afraid. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I didn't want to fail. That was that was big for me. Not uh, wanting to fail. So I tried to hide hide my gifts and until I couldn't hide them anymore. Right. Yeah. So your gifts make room for you. And instead of hiding them and and, and again I, I have to go back to a lot of things that happened in childhood. Okay. There um you know, I was bullied in, in school, you know, um and you know some stuff some scars are just still there. Right. You right. know, and so I, I had to come to the point where I had to embrace everything that the creator has given me, everything, mm -hmm. and use it because I, I think that it would be a shame to stand before him when this life is over and he asks, what did I do with this life? And I say nothing. Right. I did nothing with the gifts that he gave me. So I had to, again, embrace that little girl that was insecure that was lonely, that thought she was not enough, that thought she was ugly, that thought she was the blackest thing that ever was ever on the planet because mm. my brother and sister were light-skinned and I was a, a couple of shades darker than them. And I had to embrace all of that and say, you know what? You are beautiful. You are. You are your, your beauty starts from the inside. Right. So the work that the work that you see is the work that has been done on the inside. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like a root canal. You have to get to the root of whatever your situation is that hinders you from doing whatever you're doing. Yeah. And you have to go in and either remove that root or repair it and then allow the healing to take place. Mm -hmm. So I had to allow myself to grieve. I had to allow myself to mourn those hurts, those injuries, those pains, those um, insecurities. Mm. I had to nurture every last one of them and allow Healing. myself to just heal. Right, right. You know, right. and allow myself to just go through and to feel and not, you know, sometimes you go through and it's like, man, I'm just so hard. Uh, sometimes I don't want to be strong. Yeah. Right. You know, sometimes I, I, I want to cry. You, right. know, I, I, you know, I'm the person everybody cries on. Right. I, you know, I, I want to cry on somebody. Yeah. And you know what? And, and, and I told someone that before, because when you are a strong person, Nobody mm -hmm. ever asked a strong person how they're doing yeah. or how they're feeling Never. or what's going on with yep. them. They think and they're strong like, all the time. Yeah, like, I'm strong, but I mean, can somebody care about me too? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So that's why I that's why I go to the mount. I call it the mount. I go up to the mount because I have to replenish myself. And there's a trail I take that called that's called Restoration Trail. Oh, okay. And so I I, I end up on that, and I I says he restores my soul. Mm -hmm. And you know, but yeah, I'm that go-to person. Anytime anybody's got something going on, mm -hmm. you know, and and I'm grateful that they mm -hmm. they think enough of me to come to me. Right. But often or not, nobody say hey how you doing right yeah you know and i i don't think about it. and then if they do it's so rare i'm like uh why yep. are you asking what you want <laughs> you <know? So. laughs> but you know i i do so, yeah the way you go up to your trail like and you do your your, mm -hmm. your walk that that could be uh, in forms of in many ways like how you go to a restaurant and you sit in the back that doesn't necessarily mm -hmm. mean that you don't want people to be seen but that might also mean that like you're in a headspace right now that you only know where, where you're at and it, it says uh, a lot about your character that you can, I guess, uh, give yourself these things. You know what I mean? When you want peace, you can give yourself peace. Mm -hmm. And sometimes yeah. sometimes when you genuinely feel that, it's hard to let it go and it's hard to give it up. Um, but I, I understand that. Like, because I'm, I'm like an um, I'm an introvert, extrovert, mm -hmm. uh, kind of go back and uh -huh. forth. But I, I completely understand going to a restaurant, you know, and just sitting down and just enjoying some time. Um, 
even if it's not with people or if even if it's with people uh, but yeah. knowing how to heal yourself is is something that we weren't taught to do um, and right. it's and people that are discovering it right now like you know like I don't need to go back into time and ask my parents for forgiveness I can forgive them here and I can forgive them with myself you know what I mean I don't and like how Halola said you know like holding on to things and stuff like that once you learn really learn how to let things go that's not really I, I don't I don't say that like immediately right. happiness flushes in right but you understand that it's a balance you know what I mean and sometimes the, the the emotions come back and but it's nice to know how to tackle them right you know what I mean mm -hmm. like knowing how to heal yourself is ultimately I think the thing that helps us in happiness um, because we're constantly always healing we don't we don't necessarily I feel like ever we we, we, we can learn to let things go but they're still there little scars right you right. know uh, but yeah. learning how to heal yourself in, in your and through your journey, I think is is the number one key thing that people need to learn how to be happy. Right. That, that's true, and and you know it 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 doesn't take it doesn't it doesn't take a lot. You know, forgiveness doesn't make the other person right. It makes you free. Right. It right. makes you free. Right. And you're right. They don't have to. I don't have to go and call anybody and say, "Hey, I forgive you." My actions gonna speak louder than words. Exactly. And you know, sometimes we we hang on to hurt because we feel like, well, that's all I have left. Right. But I don't live my life like that. Yeah. It's choices. I can either choose to forgive and move on, or I can hang on to it and let that fester. Mm, exactly. So if it festers, then what do you think is gonna happen on your inside? If you hang on to hurt, hatred, all of that. That's why a lot of people are ill. Yeah. Those, those those will manifest into physical things. Mm -hmm. It'll manifest into ulcers. It'll manifest into heart disease. It can manifest into cancers. Yeah. I don't blame my parents for anything right. that right. has happened in my life. My yeah. life has gone exactly the way it's supposed right. to. Mm -hmm. I yeah. thank my parents mm -hmm. for being my parents, for one. Mm -hmm. Now, my father, he passed on in 2017, okay. but my mom, my mom is still, she's still with me. Mm -hmm. I'll see her, Lord willing, in a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. okay. And I haven't seen her this year yet, so she's mm -hmm. still in New York. And I, 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 taught, I called her on her birthday. Her birthday is April 27th. And I told her, I said, Mom, you have always been superwoman to me. Mm -hmm. There was never, in my eyes, there was never anything that my mother couldn't do. Yeah. Right? Because I've seen her do it all. Mm -hmm. And no, she didn't have it easy. Mm -hmm. um, she was born and raised in the 30s. Mm -hmm. She didn't have it easy. And she did the best that she could raising my, myself, my sister, my brother, and stepchildren mm -hmm. you know she did the very best she could so i don't say you didn't give us the life that we deserved or whatever nah, i don't blame no. her right. my life went exactly how mm -hmm. and is going exactly how it's supposed to go mm -hmm. so she did the best she could mm -hmm. and i had to come to that i had to come to that point my mother and i didn't always have the best relationship mm -hmm. and uh because i i was this free spirit mm -hmm. and i wanted to 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 do things and my mom, she if she can keep us all with her, she will. Right. Yeah. She doesn't want to be alone. Right. And she's like, oh, no, don't go to New York. You won't make it. Don't yeah. go to the big city. I right. wanted to go and model and I wanted to sing and right. I wanted to do all of these things. And mm -hmm. she said, no, it's too hard. You won't make it. Right. And so what did I hear? What that child heard was, you're not good enough. Right. You're not going to make it. Right. Yeah. You know, right. You know? Henceforth right. starts my insecurities. Right. So as a child, you know, you, and I know she didn't mean it like that. Right, I know she, she's being mom. She wants to protect. Right. But as a child, and you still got that mind thinking as an adult, mm -hmm. now here you are like, okay, I'm too afraid to do anything because I can't make it. Right. So again, a lot of stuff goes back to our childhood and your belief system. A, a belief system is another uh, strong attribute to healing. Yeah. What are you believing? Mm -hmm. What do you believe? Yeah. You know, I get up every morning, so dark 30, and have 10 minutes of meditation there you go. where I'm commanding my day. Mm -hmm. You I'm give yourself command that my time. day and how it's going to go. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so those are the things that I have incorporated in my life that makes my light shine brighter. Yeah. And 
I, I, I no longer um, hide from it. I, I, it is true. I can rarely go anywhere without someone either coming to talk to me or asking me something, mm. you know, those type of things. So I've learned to embrace it. Mm. Uh, even on the trail when I'm hiking, I meet people all the time and I usually try to go uh, opposite way because <laughs> this is my time. Right. I don't want right. to have therapy up there with somebody right. else, but it, it's happened. Mm. I met two people up there and I was like, okay, God. Well, then That's I what I gotta do. I'm, I, I, they need it. It's something yeah. they need. Yeah, exactly. So I learned to embrace it. Exactly. And I, I cherish it now, mm-hmm. and, and it's a gift, so I use it. It's a calling. Mm-hmm. It's a calling. It is. It, it definitely is. Yeah. It definitely is a calling. You definitely and, have um, like a, a voice. You do have that voice, though. Like, like it's it's like a like a commanding voice. Like even earlier when you said that you were in customer service, I'm like listening to your voice. I think I would be so relieved to hear you on the other end of the phone. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I think I think uh, probably it's it's usually the the moment you start talking to people, they realize who they're dealing with. Yeah, and, and they can feel that. Yeah. And, uh, because immediately I felt and, it. Yeah. I've never seen him not ask as many questions. I get that a lot. And it's not it's not a toot your horn. It's a gift. It right. is yeah. a gift. Right. And, I, and, right. and like I said, I've had it since I was a child. Mm. Uh, and, um, it, it, and it just didn't get nourished until I was older. Yeah. And But like I said, I have no regrets. That My life has gone exactly how it's supposed to go. And even even the night not so good things in my life that have happened, they still got me to who I am today. Right. Um, and I think that's for all of us, all of our journey. I have, for me, the way I know I am, I've always been going on the right path. Is things were just it would line up. Mm-hmm. Even when I moved down to Texas, I everything lined up. It was just smooth. Mm-hmm. It was smooth sailing. There wasn't any obstacles. And that's how I always have known that I was on the right path. I was doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I've learned not to become complacent right. in, in, in this existence. And um, I remember uh, back in 2012 being terminated from a job. I was a top travel agent for that mm-hmm. company. Yeah. And when they called me in, they, they said they were they were releasing me. We were at, at Will State. And I'm looking at them like, you must be out your mind. Yeah. And then I'm thinking, okay, all right, well, I had had a conversation with God and he kind of prepared me for that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize it was going to be two days later, but <laughs> right, nevertheless, right. it happened. But I said that to say this, I, I, you know, I know me and, and all of us at, at some points we can get complacent and we'll never, I won't push the envelope. Mm-hmm. So I had to be pushed. Exactly. Forced to, to push the envelope. Kind of forced to because right. yeah. I came from the generation. You don't leave a job unless you got a job. To yeah, exactly. Go to. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, if if you lose your job, you better find another one. Right. And that's that's a scary uh, you know, feeling. That's a very scary feeling, though. Um, so I mean, it's understandable it, it why is. people choose to kind of stay complacent. It, it's, but you know, mm-hmm. sometimes your your greater calling is more than you know an eight to five or. You know, you're, 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 you know, I heard something recently on social media and it was just, I think it was, um, Anthony Bourdain and he was just kind of like, if you're telling yourself that you could be an amazing actor, you should, if you're telling yourself you should be an amazing, you could, you could have been an amazing chef. Chances are you could have, if you would wanted to be a, a, this chances are you could have. You have to believe in yourself. Exactly. You have to believe in yourself. And that's the key right there. That's the key right there. I I didn't. And, and, and again, I'm getting to the point where I had to sew into me. Yeah. You know, I need somebody else to tell me right. you can do it. Right. I had to tell that to myself because right. I'm, I'm the one that had to look at this face every day. Mm-hmm. So I started to look at myself and I said, you know what, girl, you can do this. Mm-hmm. You are strong. You mm-hmm. are resilient. Mm-hmm. You are resourceful. Mm-hmm. I can make something out of nothing. Right. All those, are, and, those, and, all and those are to my upbringing. All of those and, are really good affirmations. Know, I don't need somebody else to pack me on the back. Right. You know, I'm sorry. What were you saying? You're, uh, all of those were really good affirmations. All of those are. All of them are affirmations all around. Everywhere I would go into the, I would go into the kitchen. I would, I would write little things on, on, on the, put them on the refrigerator, put them on the mirror, because you know, and and I'm not, I'm not trying to get into religion or anything like that, but Mm. you know, faith comes by hearing, no matter what you believe in, right? No matter 
who you believe in, right. whether what God you serve or mm. not, you still have to have faith in whatever. Mm. And it comes by hearing. So, you know, those affirmations telling myself I am enough, that I am worthy, that I am the greatest person to ever live mm. for me. Right. You know? Right. So I sing to me. Right. Mm. I, I woo me. And then the he- that's where the healing can take place. Mm. And then that's where my perceptions can change and where I see, you know what? I'm responsible for me. Yeah. You know, my parents aren't responsible for my happiness. Mm. My husband wasn't responsible for my happiness. My children, my grandchildren, they're not responsible. That's my responsibility. Yeah. Mm. So what does that look like? Okay. So you said, well, if I'm responsible for my happiness, all right, well, first thing, what makes me happy? Okay, I love music. I will always have music going mm. some, somehow. So I make sure I have a, a good library of music going. I love, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. Okay. Oh, okay, really? So I make sure I got, I'm a huge <laughs> Harry Potter fan. Me too, I me too. I love Harry Potter. <laughs> so I make sure I do those things that make me happy. And then when people join with me, they add to my life. Exactly. Right away right. or not diminish right. you know so I don't put it my I don't put anybody in control of my happiness yeah so again you have to first find what makes you happy most people don't know themselves right they don't know what they want right they don't know what they like they right. don't know what makes them happy they just know they're here and they're existing yeah. right. well that wasn't enough for me i didn't want that kind of life like i said i want to leave here empty yeah i want to say god every gift you gave me i used everything you put in me i poured out I leave you empty so that I can enjoy my rest when it's time for me to rest. That's good. So I travel. I'm world renowned. I travel. I'm so glad that, you know, COVID is is somewhat getting some distance between us because I don't think it'll ever go away. Mm -hmm. But um, I, you know, once I got my passport, I renewed it this year. I I love to travel. I want to see everything that and take in as much as I can. I love seeing different cultures Mm -hmm. and and some people, they're scared to live in um, and got my mother god bless her so she's so funny when i went to dubai mm-hmm. um and when i turned 50 and uh which was seven years ago mm-hmm. and again i don't tell my mother everything because <laughs> she talks she'll talk me out of right. it so when she found out i was going i think my sister had had mentioned it to her and she called me and she was like you can't go over there that's, <laughs> that's bad country and she was so worried she's a warrior yeah. i said mom i'm fine yeah. i'm gonna be fine i'm going and dubai is I'm beautiful be fine. i said everything don't worry i'm going to be fine yeah and she was so worried I, she was she was like you call me every day and i said mom they treat they're treating me like a queen yeah. over here mm-hmm. i said i you know I, I and i try to get her to try. i'm like come travel with me let's take the cruise and she's like no i don't want to do that but i don't want that to be my story yeah. i want to see everything i want to go i want to go places that only my mind could have thought i could have went mm-hmm. and and see different cultures and and learn how other people live mm-hmm. um and and just just write a memoir i got three books in me believe it or not Mm. i have three books that i will write before i leave this earth they're they're in as soon as you write them let me know so we can bring you on about 13 years real quick question uh Uh what hogwarts uh what hogwarts house do you fall into I'm a Gryffindor. You're a Gryffindor? All day. I really, I really talk, toggle between Gryffindor and Slytherin. Okay. But I'm a Gryffindor. Okay. I'm a cool. Gryffindor. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 had to, <laughs> I, knew, I knew I'd throw a little off with that one. <laughs> I, I'm a big Harry Potter fan as well. Yeah, I, I, I'll watch the movie. It never gets old for me. Yeah. And, and I have the video. I have it all. And if it comes on TV, I will watch it because mm-hmm. it just... I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what it what it is about it. It's it's just magical, I guess. I don't know, but I, I really do like that. I like sequels. I'm also a big Lord of the Rings fan. Okay, me too. Um, so mm. they have a new a new uh, spinoff of the beginning yeah. on uh, Amazon Prime. So I, I saw started that. watching that. And um, but yes, I am a huge. I uh, matter of fact, I on top of my refrigerator, I've got Harry Potter stuff up there now. So, okay. And things from London, and uh, because of course my name is London. Right, so of course. Did you, uh, did you did ha- you did you go over there and visit like all of the Harry Potter stuff, like the actual Diagon Alley? 
I, I do plan on doing that next year. Okay. Um, I, I've not been to London. That's the one place I haven't been that I, I do desire to go. Okay. And um, and I will get there, and I will definitely go to Diagon. I'm going to do it up. I'm going just for that. Okay. And uh, um, well, send Marcus some pictures when you go. Florida. Yeah, send me some pictures. Okay. <laughs> I will. <laughs> and as soon as you write that know. book. As soon as you write that book, just let us know so we can bring you back in so we can talk about your books and everything okay. like that, too, as well. well. Well, let me tell you tell you a bit about the books. It's three books, and okay. they will come out the same day. Oh, oh. They are relationship books, and one of the books is about the woman. One of the books is about the man, and then the book is about the couple. So, okay, I got these books That's back in 2011. In my in my spirit, in okay. my belly that I'm carrying, and when I went to Dubai, I started doing some writing, and I'm not a writer by no means, mm. okay. But when this came to me, it was like, oh, okay. So then um, there was one element that was missing because I can't tell the man's aspect, right? Okay. Right, because right. I'm a woman. Right, so you're saying you can't. It, 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 so you're saying it's so, hard for you to write for a man, or like write, 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 write the write ideas. Oh, that would that would be kind of hard. So now that that man has presented himself, he showed up in my life. Okay, and who's he's that? My missing piece. Who? <laughs> he's my he's my boyfriend. Okay, well, man friend, I guess now. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, he showed up, and I was like. Oh. I said, you're a writer. That's missing. Oh, wow. So we're writing together. Okay. It's a relationship book. Okay. So it it will be coming out um, within, I predicted within the next five years. Mm -hmm. That was another thing I do. I started writing things down. I started writing down. I got a spiral notebook and started writing things that I wanted to have happen in my life. Right, okay. And these books have been sitting here as triplets okay. sitting here in, in my womb since 2012, mm. 2011, actually. Mm. Um, October of 2011, they've okay. been sitting there. So, uh, waiting. But again, God's timing is perfect. Yeah. You know, his timing is perfect. And and, and I, w I was like, okay, I, I, I still fell in there. Mm. And he was like, well, you're missing a, a key element. You got to have that man. Mm. And uh, so in order for it to work. There you go. Yeah, you got your man writer right there. <laughs> yeah. So, so let me ask so, you. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So, no, I was just going to say definitely once it. It, I, I, I'm a firm believer of speaking things. Our, our words are power. Yeah. Power is it, it, so powerful. You have to speak things in existence. Jesus. And I have, I would not speak it out. So I'm speaking things out and they, I'm watching things unfold in my life that I could have only imagined about. And it's all, it all, it's all because of fear. Yeah. I was afraid. Mm -hmm. So once I got over that hurdle of being afraid, mm. I speak everything out now. That's Into good. existence. I speak it as it, if it's there, mm -hmm. if it's already manifest, and then I wait and watch how it unfolds. And I'm seeing it work in my life. And I'm just an ordinary woman. Okay. I'm just well, an ordinary woman. Well, you're woman. not ordinary, no, but okay. okay. All right. <laughs> you're not ordinary <laughs> at all. I'm ordinary. <laughs> so... Before we wrap this up, uh, what message do you want to give to women? What what would be your message for the single moms, for the people that are hurting, for the I mean, just in general? My message would be to invest in yourself. Yeah. There is no greater commodity than you. You are here for a reason. You're here on purpose. You're here by purpose. Invest in yourself. Take whatever time it needs. If that means if that means that you have to get professional counseling, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. There's for nothing sure. wrong with seeking therapy. See, right. again, I'm from that generation. Yeah. You don't go to counseling because yeah. you're crazy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. People say you don't go see a psychiatrist because then you're crazy and mm. you don't want that on you. Right. No, it's I need I know I need therapy. I it's need there, to it's there for us. I need something to tell me how to make sense of things. Right. So my message would be don't give up on yourself. You are strong. Yeah. You are loved. And if nobody else loves you, love on yourself. Right. And I'm right. sure there's people out there that love you. Right. I'm sure there is. The thing about love is sometimes 
people don't know how to love. Mm-hmm. They love you the best way they can. Exactly. And you have to decide if that's enough for you. Right. Especially for the single woman that's still in waiting for, for a mate, for their male. Ladies, don't get out of line. Let that man find you. He'll right. find yeah. you. Right. You do your work. Work on you. And and I promise, because I'm a living witness to it, you will, your scent, I think it's called a uh, centromone, it will give off a scent yeah. that the, the male will <laughs> find you. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. These women out here chasing men that no, you're out of line. <laughs> right. <laughs> At all times, be a queen. Mm-hmm. Do you do you work on you? He'll find you mm-hmm. because if he finds you and you're not ready, guess what? Yeah, you lost your opportunity. Right. You lost yeah. your opportunity. Work on you. You are worth the work. Yeah. No matter what your color is, you are worth the work. Know your worth. Right. Know your value. Value yourself above anything else. Right. Value yourself, and then you become a value to other people, and and people will see that. Well, she values herself, so and she respects herself. I respect myself. Yeah. One th- one thing I'll leave you guys with is when I when I was raising my children, and 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 they will tell you this. I tell them don't you ever bring shame to the family. Right. Shame and honor. Mm-hmm. Don't bring shame to the family name. So if you're doing something while you're out there in your youth, that's going to bring shame back on me. Think about it before right. you do it. Right. Is this going to bring shame to me right. and my family or is it going to bring honor? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, not to say that, that, you know, they don't have accidents. Think, you know, right. your kids. Right. But remember, don't bring shame on your name. Mm-hmm. Don't bring shame on your home. Mm-hmm. Think about, value something, value yourself, mm. value yourself enough, uh, believe in yourself enough. A lot of people, I didn't believe in myself. Yeah. I didn't. And it may be hard to believe it, but I didn't. Mm. I was very insecure. Mm. I was very nervous. I was a nervous child. I was very scared. I had to learn to believe in myself. Yeah. I had to learn that I was enough. I was more than enough, mm. you know? So, and I know I'm not the only one out there that struggles with that. Yes, right. of course. So my encouragement again would be to never give up on yourself, love on yourself, find your happiness and make the right choices. The mm. choices that are right for you. They may not be right for somebody else, mm. but make the right choices for yourself. Perfect. And that's what it is. Well, thank you, Ms. Mm. London. Ms. Kimberly Leonard for coming you. by, you, you know, giving you. us this time today. I wish you nothing but Thank the best, you. as you know, sis, and just keep mm-hmm. on growing, keep on loving on yourself, and we are out of here. Bye-bye. Thank you, Thank t- you for so taking much. the time. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.